Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to All Stock Trades. Mike, check one, two, three. How's everyone doing today? So another video for you guys here, just a very quick market analysis of what's going on and just uh, things that I'm looking at. Obviously, there's a lot more to talk about. We're just going to keep it simple here. Again, full analysis will be in the stock terminal uh, and amongst all of our stock picks here. So technology sectors, market capitalization. So we're going to be talking about a, a few things in regards to the technology sector. And it is literally a, approximately 40% plus of the S&P 500 stocks, which shows you the exposure rate of how much technology is encompassing the S&P 500. So whenever someone buys the S&P, the 500 top companies, they're essentially buying 40% of it. It's weighted in the technology. That, 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 that's pretty much the gains that we've seen. And which is why you're seeing, you know, folks that are just value investors like Warren Buffett who invests in, you know, just very boring companies, you know, as an Apple or like Bill Ackman opening a position in Google. So overall, if you look at Warren Buffett investment in Apple, it's just a prime example of the substantial exposure of the historic value orientated by hedge funds to technology companies. Many hedge funds now uh, have significant exposure to technology companies driven by this technology sector market capitalization that we basically see in the S&P 500. We know that we have a uh, labor shortage that is continuing to increase, especially with the immigration challenges that contributes to the workforce deficiency. In fact, Kathy Wood always states, innovation solves problems, emphasizing the pivotal role of technology in addressing this le these, these labor shortages. And again, guys, remember, because you know we have all these problems in terms of with labor, so what are we going to do? Well, we're going to use our tech to automate the process. I mean, you could see kind of little pivotal examples like Walmart in removing a lot of the, um, what you might call it, uh, cashiers and keeping things to where you can order now from a computer. In fact, I was just, the other day at a fast food chain, and I just asked the lady for no cheese, and she took her took her like, like I actually counted. It took seven minutes because she just, you know, Americans just love to have a lot of cheese in there, so she couldn't find the no cheese button, right? <laughs> so, um, yeah, uh, um, it just shows you like I, I, you know, I even I and I commented as man, I would love to just order this myself. Maybe an asshole move of me, uh, but really, innovation. I do believe just like Jamba Juice. They have already integrated this. I think automation is key here. So um, in terms of the prospects of AI and cybersecurity, so if we look ahead of 2024 and beyond, the prospects for artificial intelligence and cybersecurity are very promising. If you go ahead and look at this AI rise in investments, the biggest winner of 2023 was OpenAI. I mean, just they just literally ballooned billions of dollars in evaluation. Um, and... Uh, you know, and if you were to say this in terms of looking at AI, a lot of countries now are going to be putting their gross domestic product in spending in artificial intelligence. So we're going to be looking at these themes when we calculate the value of future companies that I'm currently doing my due diligence on, looking at companies that are in the AI field. You know, it's good to have a chain of them and a basket of them because one of them will become dominant. And the question now is, is it going to be the Magnificent Seven or is there going to be a unicorn uh, within that 
that is going to be able to balloon in the valuation and not get bought out. Um, in terms of cybersecurity, governments worldwide are increasingly acknowledging the shift away from traditional war warfare, recognizing that companies like Palantir Technologies as a beneficiary in the evolving cybersecurity landscape, which is why if you don't realize, you know, our, we called out cyber um, uh, security stock CrowdStrike in the past, and it's done incredibly well. So you can start to see that technology is solving problems in Whoever owns AI now, as what Putin says, pretty much will control the face of the world, you know, the fate of the world. So overlooking the semiconductor industry, as you may have known uh, from following our research and due diligence, I am particularly optimistic about the semiconductor industry as these components uh, are crucial for powering the fourth industrial revolution. Think of it as the gold rush uh, in California. The people that made money were the people that sold the shovels, right? Well, the semiconductors are within the mainframe that allow the AI computer to think. So recall our discussion about the importance of pos of the positive close on the fifth trading day year to date for the analysis. Um, remember I talked to you guys how the fifth trading day is important and how um, if we were positive, we have an above 80% chance of a probability likelihood that we are going to be positive in the year of that analysis if you date it back to 1950. Well, unfortunately, we closed at a marginal negative of 0.1%, uh, almost at break-even. While obviously a recession seems unlikely, the current year presents challenges based on this criterion. I still think we're going to go ahead and have double-digit returns because the probability speaks otherwise. But according um, to um, the presidential election cycles, I do believe that we will, and we're going to go ahead and talk about that, have a second half of 2024 be very green, I think, based off of historic uh, market uh, trends. So according to our Bloomberg Terminal Analysis January 11th is a pivotal date with the release of the CPI. Um, we're expecting a 0.3% consensus in regards to the um, core CPI, but it's important to know that Wall Street thinks it's going to run hot. And I think this is going to be an aberration, but it is going to cause some volatility within the market. But I still do believe that we are going to go higher because if you don't recall, the 10-year Treasury yield has been increasing, and I believe the 10-year Treasury yield increasing is offsetting this future prospects of a hot CPI report, um, which I think the market will recorrect itself given my institutional uh, data that I have, uh, and we do believe that future upside will come into fruition. Now, if you go ahead and look at market breadth in historical analysis, um, Today, the market closed uh, green and with notable performance in consumer staples and technology sectors, while healthcare achieved a near break even status. Historically, the analysis of the S&P 500 during election years since 1950 reveals a pattern of initial volatility in the first quarter, which is what we're experiencing now, in the, but typically followed by a robust upward trend from March to August. So, we expect to see, um, and as you can see here, this beautiful run-up uh, was broken, sadly,
but we do believe some stabilization here is in talks. And we think that the second half of 2024 will be uh, um, an uptrend for sure. Now, in terms of analyzing the 10-year and market breadth, and again, this is healthy. You want market breadth to reset because if it continues going up, that's when you get signs of a bubble. So this is a complete normal market. Again, obviously, we could be better in a bull market, but this is kind of a um, – people are still waking up to the possibility that the bear market is over. So we're still in that limbo phase, if that if, you, if that makes sense, right? So the 10-year market breadth. So we would like to reemphasize our position concerning the 10-year yield, adhering and respecting to the upper purple resistance line that we drew out here, as indicated in the attached image. And you can see here it's being respected. And I believe once the CPI report comes, potentially this might be the reversal. We'll see where we can go back to its downward channel that we have basically set it out for. Okay. Again, if you enjoy our high-quality analysis, I'm sure you will enjoy our lifetime access at allstocktrades.com utilizing coupon code New Year's in the link down below. Now, very quick, I have some questions here. What do you think about AMC? Just hit a all-time low today. Well, I would need to go ahead and look at the company again. I do like the Taylor Swift ERAS tour, and hopefully that could offset AMC's high-stricken debt. There's a lot of debt that AMC is dealing with. And what I'm afraid is, is that potentially future dilution could come into fruition, causing the intrinsic value to yet go down. But I think last time I calculated it, there might be a bargain. But to be quite honest with you, there's just so many other opportunities out there in the market right now. And the movie theater chain is just, you know, with this whole AI boom that we have, you know, it's I wouldn't be surprised why folks are just not excited about this, right? But again, we'll take a look at it again in the near future because I understand how important this is to retail investors. Um, Kirk Company destroyed their own shareholders. Yeah, with the dilution for sure. Uh, key is January 13, Taiwan, Taiwan elections after the U.S. elections. Ah, that's a good one. So we'll look into that one too. Those two are going to definitely, okay, define the 2024 market. Absolutely. Yeah, so we'll definitely take a look at the Taiwan. Taiwan one, I, I didn't think about that one, but we'll definitely, you know, in my institutional data, we haven't really talked about it. More so, we spoke about the um, Bitcoin ETF, considering the SEC just uh, didn't have two-factor authentication. You know, the SEC is supposed to protect retail investors. They can't even protect themselves from getting hacked. What a joke. <laughs> well, um, guys, if you enjoyed this uh, video, uh, consider giving it a like and subscribe to our channel. And I'll see you on the next one.